Hey, we're here. Uh, this is episode 211. Elko. I feel like we... Elko. Yeah. I feel like, again, I feel like this title was just... I don't know. No. It's just... I mean, I guess I can see why, because they all met in Elko's diner in Elko, Nevada. So, I mean, I... I guess. I don't, I don't know. I guess it's because... I think I read something that was like, oh, there's something Rachel finds in the town of Elko, Nevada. So I was like, what's going on in Elko? Like, I thought there was like a whole priest over there that was going to help her with her powers. Like, I thought something legit was happening, but no, it's just Bruce Wayne playing mind games or something. Bruce Wayne creating the campiest situation. This was literally the introduction to the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. Oh, you got a flat. Well, how about that? Like, everyone, these, like, weird, like, coincidences. And it's he like, is it to, magic? He but needs it's to, Bruce to have a coincidence that made her drive that truck off a cliff is what he, <laughs> he should have did. Like, as long as we're using magic, I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, gosh. I'm and so can I done tell with you, The underreactions from Don and Donna to finding these people in this random diner for no obvious reason. Girl, let's like, get into you have it, to try. Let's just start. So, <laughs> I cannot. So, okay, the first thing we see is poor Gar is being tortured by Cadmus. And they're brainwashing him. <laughs> Yeah, and they're literally, like, they didn't, they all in his head, we get to see his brain, which I thought was unneeded to convey what was happening, but whatever. They were like, we're rated R, you're going to see some brain matter on this show. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, uh, I just don't, I don't get the motive, personally, you know. And also, it was weird, because, okay, we show Mercy being this, like, mastermind and being manipulative, and I thought we were going to get more Mercy slick pimp talk, and they were like, no, we're not going to bother, and it was like, well, why even make that character that good at emotionally manipulating if you're literally just going to poke at his head? I mean, whatever. (laughs) I guess my whole thing is, obviously, I don't trust anything related to Lex, period. Not Cadmus, not Mercy, never did I trust any of that. But... I just figured the way Lex operates, it's always he always has like a reason and a motivation, and he's really mm-hmm. smart. So he's not like some random villain who's just like, I'm gonna just kill people just for kicks. Like, so I feel like if he's messing with, well, if he's having mercy, mess with Beast Boy and mind control, it has to be for a legitimate reason, but to what? unleash on his team and attack them for like what did the titans that's do that's so stupid what did the titans do to them you know what i mean like what is called, right. what's pushing you to and do then that? plus you know you don't need to go to all this trouble with beast boy just to get somebody dead like it's i don't random. know shoot them like i guess it looks cooler if a magic tiger ate them but like what? What? i guess i guess it would make more sense to me if they just plan on keeping him as a weapon you know what I mean? Right. But the whole, we're going to unleash him on a team for why? Like, what is the reason? <laughs> right. And then can we also put out the obvious fact that, okay, so we're tricking him to think it's Rachel. So we're supposed to think, oh my gosh, they're going to be able to play this like magic, you know, music and he's going to kill Rachel. Okay, maybe if Rachel was defenseless like that woman in that lab. <laughs> but uh, that's 
not going to happen at all. Like, more that's than, not a risk at all. More than anything, I could see Rachel figuring out a way to use her powers in a way that doesn't hurt people, like she did with Connor, and just trapping Gar somewhere and then going apeshit on Cadmus. Like, I don't think that's going to end yeah. the way they, they want it to end. So I they might want to leave Rachel and Gar the fuck alone. Like, I really do and not. And we saw that Rachel laid hands on Corey and got rid of her whole amnesia. Like, so... I mean, she brought a deer back from yeah. the dead. She's probably about to bring Joey back from the dead. Like, right. I feel like she can solve this problem. I feel like she's a team member most likely to be able to solve this problem and least likely to be to be killed by him. So the choice to have that, like, be Rachel, if it was for us to go, oh, no, God's going to kill Rachel. Who's going to who what? No, ma'am. Yeah, they might want to just leave her alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you'd have had that be somebody else, like, oh, man, Gar's going to eat Donna. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, and but to Rachel, be honest, no. bon appetit. Um, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, like, I'm just you know, attacked. Donna's too dumb to dodge swords. Is she too dumb to dodge teeth? Probably. I am like, exhausted <laughs> with her. She, she has made me physically tired. I feel like I have gray hairs popping up in my scalp. Like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm so done. <laughs> She's the worst person ever. God. Okay, so let's just keep it moving. Rachel's visions are back. We kind of predicted that, that her psychic stuff would yeah. be back. Yeah. Um, like, her, her spotty demon senses are always, like, ping, ping, tingling when, you know, there's some, like, real stuff going on. Like, she suddenly is like, I have to call Corey when she's about to yeah. hop off of bed and leave the planet. Like, she, her spotty senses go off. So I wasn't yeah. surprised if the psychic girl was the one who was like, hey, something is, is up. Um, it shouldn't take a psychic to figure out that Car, that Gar and Connor were kidnapped after coming to the house and finding it like that. But, you know, Donna's also stupid so <laughs> man okay I, uh, oh man on. they're gone all the windows are broken there's blood everywhere and what did she say you know i didn't think they'd leave the house that way they left the computer on whatever i cannot <laughs> even when she got that weirdo call from rachel the fact that she thought that was just a legitimate phone call did that sound like a normal phone call to you you freaking idiot. Like, that's something weird. Like, it sounded like a freaking demon possessing a radio station or something. And she's just like, hello, Rachel? And there was all this you called me. And stuff. Do you think that was her calling you? Donna, please. Well, remember, she fell for that trick with Jillian. Oh, yeah, Jillian texted me in the middle of the night, come to the gallery because we're going to the mascara. Please locate your brain. I'm begging you. <laughs> Uh, so next we have Corey. She's like spiraling in Vegas. This is the first time we've ever seen her. Like, she's just like completely off her 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 regular regular road. Like she's always ha- she always has it together. And here she's just and like even without her memory, she had it together yeah. and was like regulating. But right now, like no. Corey's really passed out, drunk in a sci-fi arcade game. Oh my god. <laughs> when, when, it, when she was like talk, when, it, when it first started I was like wait a minute the ships are gone what's going on it's like oh she's dreaming then it was like oh god she's 
She's not even asleep. Yeah. She's just drunk. And no one really picked up on that, which annoyed me. But I'll talk about that later. Because, like, who are your friends? You know what I mean? Who are your friends if they can't tell? If you're you're always the one who has your shit together and you're here like, I'm just here for donuts, slurring and shit. No one notices something is up. Like, she's day drinking. No comment. Off. She nearly burned the whole diner down. Like... <laughs> And then also, this strange little girl who's never met her before is like, lady, you need to get your life together. <laughs> like, meanwhile, her, her friends are like, boy, you smell like a brewery and are stumbling around. I wonder if anything's wrong. No, nope, Like, have nobody. you ever seen her stumbling around drunk before that? Like, this. I hate them. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, just like a little sharp moment of remembering how much I hate them. Like, I really do. <laughs> How do they just so self-absorbed? It like blows my mind. I've never seen anything like this. Like these are the dumbest narcissists that have ever attacked no. me, and they're but they're competing for like most stupid narcissist, and there's so many in the running. It's just like no matter who is having a crisis, it's like they either don't notice or they just straight up do not care. That's crazy to me. It's well, crazy when they all finally me. got to the diner and. Poor, like, Bruce Wayne was trying to give the team the pep talk, you know, your family, your family of choice, you know, whatever, and we had a couple of folks rolling their eyes, a couple of folks properly embarrassed, and, you know, we had we had various feelings happening uh, throughout this whole talk, and I think that it was on purpose that he didn't play the video showing Dick was in jail until he left, because he was like, you know what, I don't need to have happen for me to physically see <laughs> their reaction to I still them have... being in this much trouble while I'm sitting right here. Like, let me miss that. <laughs> Good I plan. Still, I still, like, was that Bruce or was that Rachel? I really can't tell. If, like, Bruce and Rachel were, like, channeling each other or something. That's... <laughs> I don't, like, it kind of feels like that. Like, he was the one who wanted them to be there, but her powers was doing the work for him somehow. <laughs> I mean, because it did feel kind of supernatural because, like, we saw when Corey got to the restaurant, that, like, wasn't a real commercial for this place. Like, no. the guy that was in the commercial, like, wasn't there. The woman at the restaurant was like, who are you talking about? Also, we don't have donuts. That's what I'm saying. It's like Rachel's subconscious picked up on, oh, like, kind of like she saw into the future. Oh, we all meet at this point. And then her powers were like, now let's make that happen. <laughs> and then they started doing stuff. It was also very crazy. Maybe her powers literally drug Bruce up there, too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Like, it's hard to tell whether that was an attack of campy Batmanness or attack of Rachel's own internal drama. There was, was a lot both. of possibilities, and they're all very funny. I think it was both, and I kind of like that it's just a mystery because that's amusing to me. There's no <laughs> way of guessing how that happened. Um, oh, oh God! Don stole a car, and like that's the next <laughs> point, she's just on the roll and. On the road in someone's car playing You Don't Owe Me. I was, when that started playing, I can't tell you how upset I was. Because first of all, what that's communicating to me is that Don's plotline is finding independence. But we've been watching Don. That's not her plot. You are not like, oh, I'm finally getting free of a man. Because first of all, you were in that stolen car driving to your ex-man's house. That's where you were going. We heard her say the GPS. She was headed to San Francisco. She ain't know nobody was in trouble. She wasn't driving to San Francisco for Gar or Connor. She was driving San Francisco to go back to Dick Grayson's house. Now she got herself dumped by Hank. So what kind of you don't own me, I'm independent women talk is this? 
like change that song to now I'm trying to get that old thing back because <laughs> that's what she was trying to do. The old thing is in prison. <laughs> and then when she found that wow. out, even though she was on the way to his house to try and hit him up, she didn't even care. He's so it's like, not even like, oh, she was going okay. to go see Dick because she was like, I have feelings. Clearly, there ain't no feelings. It was just like, oh, now that Hank isn't <laughs> doing what I need him to do, I need to go find another man. And this guy's in my Rolodex. And if what Dick's going to be doing isn't, I don't know, solving her problems, paying her bills, or filling her void, then whatever, she ain't got time. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to hardcore ignore the fact that she was heading back to San Francisco because just thinking about it irritates me beyond belief that there's just no way that's what was happening. I'm just not even going to acknowledge it because it really bothers me. So let's just move along because I, I literally cannot deal with that at all. Um, so she Rachel killed her friend's dad. <laughs> that happened. <sighs> that guy, that actor did not look like somebody's dad. No, he, he he looked old enough to be a too old boyfriend, but didn't look old enough to be that girl's daddy. No, so I don't know who was smoking what, but I'm like, okay, if you say so. Um, and yeah, did you really notice? Like, oh, her abusive boyfriend. And it's did, like, did oh, you no. notice how uh, Rachel, as soon as she was like, oh, my daddy used to beat the hell out of me. I hope he died screaming. Rachel was like, oh, <laughs> let me get <laughs> let out of me here. <laughs> let me go find that nice dude, Dick Grayson. <laughs> You know, my bad. People are out here crazy as shit. Um, can I come home? <laughs> she was officially over this being out of the streets. I mean, I don't even think she was joking about those not being organic vegetables. Let's be real. <laughs> she was barely ready for inorganic vegetables, much less domestic violence. It just made me laugh how it switched from that scene <laughs> right to her buying the ticket shoe. Like, Ooh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Y'all doing a lot on this corner. <laughs> and see, she thought she had a bad dad. That was her plot, right? Yeah. Like, like, oh, Dick Grayson, you're lying. Oh, I gotta God. go. I can't be in here. And then it was like, oh, no, there are dads who beat their girls so they pee blood. Yeah. Even try God ain't do that. Yeah. <laughs> now she's starting to question her membership in the, in the bad dads club. I mean, she's still got a membership. It's just not for her actual dad. There you go. Yo, Dick has legitimately raised her longer than her actual father did. Like, yeah. to be honest, like she was more in her, he was in her life for a, way longer. She knew that man for like a day, and he killed her best friend and then <laughs> tore her heart out her chest. So, it's terrible. <laughs> not, not a great, not a great first meeting dad. Thanks. Oh gosh, it's nice to see that this is uh, this is uh, teaching Rachel to have the appropriate amount of Dick Grayson appreciation. Yeah. It's hard out here for daddy. It's funny because even when he's he's out here acting crazy, everyone else is so so <laughs> shitty that it's just like this is legitimately your best option all the time. Yeah, <laughs> your best option really is to go get Dick out of jail <laughs> compared to anyone. <laughs> Your best option is to break your dad out of jail. Everyone else it. legitimately sucks. Like, it's not even a joke. Um, <laughs> <sighs> so, poor Corey 
has a flop one night stand. <laughs> I mean, the main reason it was a flop was because she was in no place to be attempting this, and mm-hmm. this poor guy just couldn't even push through his own professional ethics well enough to Hippocratic oath himself in that bed with her. He was like, nah, I can't, I shouldn't, she's not in a right state of mind, I want to, but what I need to do is ask for her insurance and give her a card. He called her manic, which she was. And it's just (laughs) wild because she really was acting so out of character for herself. Like not writing wise, but that's not how she normally is. So obviously she's going through some stuff. And this person (laughs) who's never met her before was able to see that. I thought it was really uh, cool that the show actually made the choice to kind of acknowledge what was happening because so many shows have characters do stuff like that and act like it's no big deal. Yeah. But it like so is a big deal when you're having a serious psychiatric event. Speaking of serious psychiatric events that the show is polite enough to acknowledge is a big deal. Oh, wait, wait, wait. (laughs) She, like her little speech, she said she... Found love. I wonder who she's talking about. Aww. Can can I tell you? First of all, that Malik was so good, and second of all, I was so glad to hear her say it because we knew, like Bell and I knew. Me and my co-star, we knew what was up. But there has been so much doubt here in these streets as to what is happening as far as that's concerned. I blame um, screen time, um, sort of confusing people and yeah. it really did like I understand that well I mean remembering from episode to episode it's difficult when mm-hmm. our storyline is so non-linear we hop back and forth throughout time yep. arbitrarily and then leave people and entire plot lines alone for episodes and episodes at a time right like it's, if we didn't keep notes in order to do this show we would be less sure what's going on it's, it's so silly that they decided to do it this way. They should have never based this villain in the past. That was yes. so dumb of them. It should have been like yesterday, slave rolled upon him and off somebody. He should have been a brand new problem for them. Like doing this in the past was so stupid. I don't know what possessed them to do it, but it's messing. It messed with so much of the fut- the present day stuff. Like all of it, mm-hmm. actually. And it already cast, like, the original team of Titans as being, first of all, the worst team ever. Because making this the reason they abandoned him, because they all agreed to go on a mission together to avenge one of their falling, and then everybody except Dick decided they didn't care about bothering with that because the guy was real mean. Right, they didn't want to. And they were mad at him for even being shale enough to try. Like, ouch. It's just like... (sighs) I got words for them later, but I just... Like, like y'all are the meanest cowards ever. (laughs) Like, wow. They're mean, abusive cowards. Honestly. There's no other way to describe this. (laughs) Like, Um, they're so, like, yellow-bellied and lily-livered that they would take out one of their own in order to avoid the terrifying fate of facing one of their villains. They only want to fight villains they think they can win. We saw what happened with Dr. White. They walked out there cocky as hell, and one person got a little burn on their leg, and they had a meltdown. Like, are you guys serious? Are you for real? It was pathetic, and y'all really went out there and gap hoodies. So, I mean, maybe they at least throw on some underarm or a helmet, maybe. Like, it could have helped. I don't know. Something. 
so tired of them. <laughs> oh man, jeans are flammable and we're fighting a villain who attacks people with fireballs. I don't see what the problem is. Um, he threw around? a fireball at Dick and Dick did a kickflip off the car. He didn't get hit. With a, maybe y'all need to learn how to dodge or stay home. <laughs> I don't know what to tell defense you is for pussies, right? Oh yeah, defense is for pussies. That's how she lost the whole eyeball. I'll get into her ass <laughs> later. Um, yeah, make it make sense, Rose. You lost a whole eyeball, but yeah, no defense. All right, sis. And then she lost that fight after she said that. So okay, with that little spar session, girl. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> so that's just silently dying with laughter. I just cannot, like, 80% of these people are killing me slowly. Uh, so that we have Bruce tell Dick that lives are in balance, and Dick's just, like, refusing to take a hint. Like, Which Dick rolled over, and he was like, I ain't got nothing to do with their arrangement. Maybe they need marriage counseling. I'm not their marriage counselor. <laughs> Baby. He doesn't even want to consider the possibility that all this mess isn't his fault. Which, to be fair, I wouldn't want to consider that possibility either because that means that y'all dog me and waste a lot of my time for no reason. That means y'all dropped my brother off a roof for no reason. Mm, that means y'all dropped him off a roof and he left me and almost killed himself for no reason. Listen, I wouldn't listen. want to consider that the man everyone's so mad about is not fucking dead at all. No wonder you're listen why I'm so, I'm so mad. He's not even dead. That's what's killing me. We have been punishing him and putting him through so much penance across all the stations of the cross. Mm. All of that for being responsible for the death of a not dead motherfucking kid. Oh my god, I cannot breathe. Slade knows he's not dead. What are you bothering this man for? Oh, why are you bothering me? <laughs> and like, I I've been saying this whole time. The this whole time I've been maintaining that Joey is not dead. I've been consistent with I that. Know consistent I know you have. I know you have, but... like, but there, there's no reason if he ain't dead. I've known there wasn't no fucking reason this whole time. But Angelique, listen, I just... <laughs> I needed there to be a reason. <laughs> I just needed there to be a reason why he's being so... Horrible, but he's just being an asshole to Dick for no fucking reason. There's no reason. I mean, Bruce Wayne, tell us the reason. It's because oh. that gives that shared tragedy gives him and Slade a bond. That's right. Slade has been doing this because it gives him something to bond with Dick Grayson over. That's why he's been doing this. What the fuck? You know what? He's out in the woods okay. missing Dick. I have like you remember the show Gotham, right? One yeah. of the damn, there were like Joker twins on there. Don't ask. Um, not Jeremiah. One of them. They both had names that began with J. One of them had like an obsession with Bruce and wanted Bruce to be his friend so bad and like was acting like a psychopath over it. And he was like, oh, I'm going to kill Commissioner Gordon and his girl the same way your parents die because I realize, um, You'll never have a bigger bond than the one you have with the person who killed your parents. Like, this is how Slade is acting. Like, he wants to kind of force fucking trauma bond for no reason. Your kid is literally living inside your head. I want to fucking kill you, Slade. I'm so pissed. What is your problem? 
Please Literally, free me from all this Slade madness. has wanted with all of this is a reason to keep Dick Grayson in his life because otherwise he has no reason for them to interact. That's what this is, an extended plan to keep having these dumb, overly chatty no, interactions. You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> like, just, it's easier to ask him to dinner. Why are we doing all of this? He's the most forgiving person in the world. Literally, I would be unsurprised if Slayer would be like, yo, so you want to hang out and watch a movie? He'd be like, yeah. And Slayer would be like, I want to be a tight now. He'd throw him a suit in the basement. <laughs> like, why do you have to make this so hard? He probably has his own Robin suit that he tries on at night. I'm sick. Like, he wants to wear his like, face as a mask. Why have egg. you been bothering He's got an altar and a shrine to him in his bedroom. Been wearing Adeline out like, call me Dick Grayson. Why are you bothering this man? Give me one reason. Let's move on. I'm so tight. Fucking J Rose is disgusting and they're both morons. And I thought <laughs> they disgust me and they're morons, okay? When I tell you I was so upset when the scene started because I thought we were literally about to have to watch them do it in this weird resort with this bed with curtains and I'm like, Why is this happening and why do I have to watch? You know what I didn't want? I was like, Whoa You know what I didn't <laughs> what I just I didn't need in my life? was to see Jason kissing Rose's naked shoulder and then in like some romantic bed by the ocean. Eject right, me the, into the sun instead. Right, a four-poster bed with like curtains and like, what? I was like, whoa. Nobody not, need to go on your honeymoon. What is going on? This well, is not whoa. what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> And like this was already show, I was like, "Oh God, this is gonna happen." No, thank you. I I would rather (laughs) just deep fry my own hands and then eat them. (laughs) Than have them seen that. I just didn't want to see. This was so upsetting, and it was out of character. And it was. Give me the heebie-jeebies like freaking um, Gina Rodriguez because freaking these little ass kids. And I'm like, I don't want to think about teenagers getting naked, kiss each other on the um, shoulder. And like, y'all making me feel like a pedophile. I don't know what's happening here. I'm just like, I was it's one very of these upset. moments where you realize you're too old. Like, now I was just like, oh, I realize I'm too old to watch teenagers take the clothes off. I felt disgusted with myself. <laughs> like, you don't understand how disturbing this scene was for me as a human being. Like, they look like they're actually 17-year-olds. They, they look really like do teenagers. look that young. It's, I didn't want it. Right. And even though I know consciously that they did not <laughs> cast for these roles, actors that were that young the actors will look like they are, unlike with most of these shows where, you know, you watch, like, Gossip Girl and everyone looks 30. (laughs) Like, it's hilarious. Like, they say high school and we laugh at them. So, and also I was a whole decade younger when Mm. I was watching that. But this year, here, like, and then these actors actually looking looking and acting their characters' ages, y'all are reciting musical lyrics to each other in high schools. We don't need to see you guys do any of that. <laughs> Honestly, one of my biggest fears when they did that stupid dance and what was that, episode seven, I was like, 
they're gonna have a sex scene and I was so I was like please if there's a god look I don't even believe it please I am begging you do not do this and luckily it didn't happen but this, oh God. this was this pretty close and then and the worst part was that like the last time we saw them like okay they dance they kiss you know Jason's like well I'm going through a lot in the head and she's like it's no big deal you know if you're cool about it maybe it'll happen again okay that means that what have they set up on screen they've set up Maybe we'll be friends with benefits. Maybe we'll hang out and hook up. You know what they have not set? Um, honeymoon vacations and beds with curtains by the sea. They have not set up dramatic declarations. Of Her wanting to meet his love. dad? What the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> like, what they have not set any of that up. So that was just out of nowhere. Like, y'all need at least one more scene. I want to post that we're dating on the internet. Huh? I want to be Insta official. And then first of all, don't you guys, did you guys just say y'all are breaking and entering in somebody's house? Why do you want to post <laughs> that on Instagram? Post pictures of us in their house on Instagram. What did I call them? Disgusting morons? Isn't that what I said? Okay. Did I lie? Tell me. Tell me they're not stupid. <laughs> They're so dumb. And then when, oh Lord, and then when Rose deleted that message from Donna and then called up her dad and was like, I'm out, I'm not helping you anymore. You know what you were supposed to do either right before or right after you did that? Tell people that the wrath of Deathstroke is about to <laughs> obliterate their asses. <laughs> tell don't, them that. No, don't tell them, actually. <laughs> Just they, delete the message no, from Donna. Nobody needs to know nothing. Nobody needs to know Seriously. nothing's coming. I'd actually call him back and I'd be like, hey, dad, I'm currently at Titan's Tower. Come find me. And then I'd hope and pray that freaking Donna and Don were there. And just well, let Don't what be there because she ain't got a man and she ain't getting a job. So She's like scouring the streets for a rich guy. You know, I'm sick. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'm, tired of, I'm so tired of Don. I cannot take it. <laughs> so sorry. Um, so the <laughs> the girls meet up at the diner. It's the next thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, girl! Can you t- can you tell like I have to laugh not to cry? Like <laughs> the emotions that I've gone through with these three fucking birds. They're driving me okay. up the wall and around the, the audacity and caucasity of that bitch. Every time we see her, just new heights. Never stop raising the bar. I just no. You think, I mean, just when I think be she's more annoying. the as she's gonna get, and we're gonna still have to start turning this around. Then she's like, "Oh no, I'm worse." Where's the bottom? <laughs> Where's the fucking bottom of the hole? Where is it? Please oh hit gosh. the bottom and climb back up, bitch. I am begging you. You were driving me insane. I can't like, do it anymore. The, the that's the most upsetting is that Dick Grayson is so nice. Because, okay, do I think he's nice enough that I actually believe that he would actually, like, re-engage with her? No. But I also don't believe that he would throw her off her porch and be like, bitch, you tried it like you should either. He, so it's still a problem, even he, though I don't at all believe he, he would get back with her just because that's what she feels like doing. The meanest he ever was to Hank and Dawn was after he rescued them and he said, you're welcome. And then walked away. That's the meanest thing he ever did. 
like, lock this man because, up. Like, he's what, horrible. Because, like, the worst thing about her trying to get back with him isn't that he's going to, because I feel like it's well established that he's not, he doesn't want to, that's not going to happen, is that he won't hurt her feelings either. So he'll just, like, you know, passively, politely not engage with that, rather than being, like, excuse every single inch of you, bitch, I can't believe. Well, you see the way he argues with women on the show is to just stop responding. <laughs> like, yeah. But don't be flipping out on him and he just, he, like, mentally checks out and just doesn't say anything. He like just that. stops talking. He's done And just waits for them to be done. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And see, that's what happened if Don were to show back up on his doorstep. Like, she'd be like, oh, uh, she, she'd lie about what happened with Hank. She'd be like, oh, I realize, yabba yabba yabba, and he'd be just looking at her, looking at her, looking at her, looking at her, and then just start talking about something else and going on about his business. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to this scene. Yes. So, oh, God. Drunk Corey almost burns the place down. <laughs> And I found that so funny. Like, first of all, I can relate because when I get drunk, I also get hungry. And I, she was one second from climbing over that counter and finding the ingredients for donuts and being like, bitch, you, I see all the ingredients from donuts in here. Like, she was on 11. Yeah. Um, and she was clearly in the midst of, she like her psychologist friend said, a manic episode. A manic, truly a manic episode. No one noticed. Um, how the and I remember she even burned something in there. Like I think she, she like she burned she burned the um the bell thing. Yeah, but also she like, must smell like alcohol. Like and she looks like yeah. she has a hangover and is acting like it. So why isn't yes. anyone like, damn sis, what happened to you? <laughs> like, <laughs> why is anyone like? like last time I saw you, were just like hanging out in the damn tower. I remember we seen two strangers get concerned about her. That psychiatrist and the little girl in the car in the arcade. So clearly, she doesn't look okay. No. <laughs> like for for her for you to be with Corey and be like, I'm gonna stop this whole romantic sex thing we're doing to psychoanalyze you because I'm concerned. <laughs> She must have been really doing the most. Have you seen her? Like, who would who would, who would be like, ah, oh, let's put like, a pause on the so sex, huh? having to stop this. Like, like, he was regretting it as it was happening because right. he had all on his face. Right. He was like, uh... He was at a battle of wills with his own morals because she was acting so freaking crazy. He's like, I can't take advantage of her. I know better. Like, that's not fair. Uh, so yeah, they don't notice because no. they don't care about they don't care. but themselves. Um, so yeah, Bruce apparently is the one who gathers them all here magically, like we said. And the whole time he gives this whole friendship speech, Donna Dawn is just rolling her eyes, and Donna is just like staring, like. Yeah. Unaffected. They don't give a shit. Just they, waiting for him to get done talking so she can leave. Because right. immediately Donna and Don both start putting their coats on as soon as he stops mm-hmm. talking. Yeah, Corey was like, did we just get mansplained and the, you know, restarting the Titans? And they're like, that's exactly what happened. Getting ready to bounce. Yeah. Corey looked offended. Corey was she wasn't joking. She wasn't going. Like, she looked annoyed, but she wasn't going anywhere. No. And also, Corey was like being sarcastic. Like, she was half joking when she said that. Like, she wasn't mad. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, she was feeling about as annoyed about that as everything because she's hungover as fuck. Yeah, and her family just died. 
But yeah. no one knows that because she won't tell anyone. No. And maybe she would tell someone if they noticed that she's spying. Maybe if but she they don't. suspected that they care. Maybe if she thought they gave a shit, she might. She did say she has no family now. Yeah. Not Destiny. And no home. Isn't that nice? Why does she think that, I wonder? Whatever. Um, oh, gosh. And, like, I have... Okay, really, don't call my phone. One moment. <laughs> Seriously. No, ma'am. Okay. Um, that was my father. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> Everyone has daddy issues around here. <laughs> Like, I'm fine. We're not going to have a subplot about that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, you know, poor, poor Anna, poor Corey, poor everybody who's going through it right now. And, you know, it's at least good that when all of this wraps up and everybody's outside and they're talking about where everybody's going, uh, there's no question where Rachel and Corey are going, there's not even a, oh, maybe. And I thought Mm -hmm. it was pretty funny that it was very obvious that Don and Donna were, like, just leaving. Mm -hmm. Like, they were just leaving. And, you know, then Don, then, uh, then Don was like, oh, going to see about Gar. Now, Donna ain't saying nothing about Gar. Donna was definitely just going. She did at the last minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just. Yeah, Donna was just leaving. And then Don at least remembered that, oh, well, this is somewhere that has nothing to do with helping Dick, who I don't care about, that I can go do and whatever. But Donna was definitely just going to, like, leave. Like, what I really feel like had Donna not said that, Donna wouldn't have even been going to do that because she was definitely very clearly just leaving. What kills me about this? Donna was just just calling Dick because she needed his help finding Rachel, right? <laughs> so when you need his help, you'll look for him. You care, Right? But when he needs your help, it's fuck you. And then she finds Rachel and has, like, no real reaction to that. She's like, oh, you're here? You called me. And then Rachel's crying, and she's like, I need you. And she's like, sorry, bye. Yeah. What like, the fuck? She was just out. <laughs> and then it's just like, okay, hey. what exactly are her motivations even supposed to be here? Because weren't you trying to find Rachel and you were calling Rachel and you were trying to find Dick to find Rachel? Oh, we found her now. She forgot that um, Rachel's powers killed someone? Like, she didn't even bring that up? She doesn't... What no. the hell is wrong with this woman? Please, please And remember, me. Rachel doesn't even know her powers killed someone. Right. Would have been nice to find that out, but whatever. Like... Whatever. I mean, that's so mad that Dick is doing something that's hurting himself that you're just like, fuck him, fuck you, I'm out. Like, what? I mean, is your they problem? clearly just find him having emotions to be incredibly inconvenient. Like, infuriating, even. Like, yeah, it pisses them off. inconvenient. Yeah. Like, they're so upset and annoyed at how in the way of what they're trying to do this gets. It's irritating the actual fuck out of them. And there's no concern about it. And it also explains a lot about why Dick finds it so difficult to open up or tell people about things because it's not even like, oh, well, if they knew they would care, they do not care. I mean, Donna said, I know Dick Grayson. He does things like this all the time, blah, blah, blah. He, he put himself on up on that cross. He has to bring himself down. So she said that in a way that makes me feel like He'd been doing these crazy suicidal yeah. type shit since childhood. And yeah. she just and has she never cared. does not care. 
never cared. Never concerned that, her that her friend has been having a constant emotional crisis. Like maybe he needs a hug, like, Donna. Maybe yeah, he's always and like, needed and we a hug. That Don has, we see that like Dick has like fairly like serious psychological issues that stem from this and are, are clearly like long lasting. And now we got a pretty strong impression that Donna knows about this, Ben knew about yeah. this, doesn't care, just finds it annoying. Like that's an annoying thing he does. Like, you know, some people have tendency to tap their pen taps and that's annoying when they're always tapping their pens. Other people have a tendency to, you know, get try stuck in such themselves? serious cycles of self-loathing to try to kill themselves. That's also an annoying thing. I, that's Donna. Here's my thing though. So she, he's been doing this his whole life, right? And he's so like unreliable in this way and unstable. Um, sounds like you never liked him. And then two, no. why would you join a team led by him and expect different results? What? Like him? And then I don't know. Why don't you volunteer to lead or something? Why don't you start leading now? Even right. while he's out of the picture, lead like why right aren't you now. leading the effort here? I don't know. What her problem like is. oh, he's not available to lead. I guess I'm out. Wait a minute. Why? Okay. You do it. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that, like, uh, you're, that everyone would appreciate if you're better at this and more stable, you taking some control of this. I've seen no evidence that he just wouldn't let you. <laughs> but um, okay, whatever. It sounds like she just, like, doesn't care. And that's why he's got to be in charge of everything because Donna don't care. This is why he has to hallucinate his father to talk to. Because when your best friend has been doing this to you your whole life, those are the only friends you've ever known, really. Yeah. Until now, Rachel, Gar, and Corey, who actually give it to yeah. So his idea of friendship is based entirely on Donna. And yeah. hopefully Wally was in the picture. But who even knows? They might change that. Right, we're going to have to find out, but it hurts every single last one of my feelings. The idea that ever since he was a small child, whenever he had someone to talk to, that was who he talked to, and this is the kind of thing she said back. We even saw, though, in that little tiny scene last season where it was like a flashback of them as kids, he came in there, he had the, he threw the battering order for her to catch, and she was like, did you have fun? And he was like, no, it's not fun, it's the Joker, and he was all upset, and she's like, ha, 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 elder smarter, pretty, like, I'm, I'm upset right now. When she said that, when she was like, what, it was clear, that's the thing she's always saying to him, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, I oh, remember, like, that's, that's what. She used to bully him as a kitten, now she's bullying him as a grown man. <laughs> but I'll always be older, smarter, and prettier than you. Thanks, Donna. I need evidence of that. Where are the receipts? Well, no, she's dumber than, than a box of rocks. Um, she will always be older. Prettier is debatable, even. I was going to say, that's in the eye of the subjective. I can't answer that, but... Smarter? Um, no, we can say she's not smarter. Oh, dear God, is she ever not smarter? But yeah, I think what really, really bothered me, though, is she said all of that, and it's like, whatever. But then when she was walking away a second time, and Rachel was like, I had a dream that death so, that um, that show killed him. She's like crying. She's all upset. That didn't move them. Not. Wow. Which means they completely don't care about her or Dick, either one of them. Rachel ain't even doing that. What the hell? She's like, I Rachel's need like, you now. Like, they're just still like, 
well, you need us to hold dick, so mm, sorry. We don't do that around here. <laughs> and we've very well established that Rachel is literally psychic. So it's not even like, yeah. oh, I had a bad dream. We've established she's psychic. Like, they she woke that. you out a coma, sis. Remember that? Yeah. You're like, welcome. If she's having dream of him being stabbed through the chest, I feel like you guys should be concerned. Yeah, because someone who stabs people through done. the chest is kind of after him. Like, he's not done. That should be and your remember, clue. like, okay, so Dick had this conversation with Slade about her truce, and apparently at some point Rose had some conversation with them. Nobody in the team knows about these conversations. So as far as they know, Slade is still out there plotting, planning, and about to be coming for people. Like, Slade has never told any of them that, that there's any truce, and they've never told him that. Right. He never said it to them that he was done. So... And then you have Rachel saying, I'm having dreams that he's, you know, murking some of us or whatever. You guys should be, I don't know, something, but. And another shit. weird thing about that is, okay, so we know that how he got Dr. Light was he broke into the jail and killed like everyone in the jail to get mm -hmm. to him. And you know where Dick is somewhere? Somewhere he's like unarmed and confined. Maybe we don't want him to be a fish in a barrel with somebody out shooting. I don't know. Maybe are we worried about that? And I that just told like you I had a happen. dream that he specifically kills him. Yeah. So can y'all not understand concerned that he's in a vulnerable position to be killed at all? Listen, I understand he wasn't there when they got there, but they didn't know that. That's my no. point. They had no way of knowing he was actually gonna break himself out of there. Or that he was even exactly. still alive or any of that. No. Um, and it's a good thing Corey and Rachel went because now they have the message that freaking Jericho was still alive. Right. So clearly, like, you know, factoring into however Dick is taking care of this is an expectation that someone will find that message and yeah. be helping with that. Yeah. Because if he didn't think he needed anyone's help, he wouldn't have bothered Leaving to leave a message. And yeah, I, they were too late for Gar anyway. Gar was already being tortured and brainwashed because apparently freaking dumbass well, Donna. Also, Donna was not honest when she was telling everybody about what she found because when she mentioned like, you know, and the mainframe was on and I knew they wouldn't leave the house that way and like I saw some like bloody prop prints, the way she described that really downplayed what she found, which is very clear and obvious evidence that they were removed forcibly. Like you could see that like the folks were dragged, like, you know what I mean? Like if mm -hmm. you looked around there, like, so her saying that implies, oh, it looks like they made a mess and and they left. But that isn't what happened. And, you, I don't know and if it this doesn't is look just, like that's what happened. I don't know if it's, this is just the actress or something. But, like, she acted like she was more concerned about finding Rachel than Gar at that moment. And, which, fine. But here's my thing. So she gets, she gets a call from Rachel and goes, what the heck? And then slowly walks off the screen. I'm like, why isn't she running? Like, what? She's not like portraying any kind of like urgency in any no. of her scenes. Like, I don't really believe her. And I don't know if it's directing or if this is just Connor going, this is my best. Like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> and it's weird because, okay, first of all, Rachel left on her own power and is very able to defend herself and there's no evidence of any kind of a struggle having removed Rachel. There's a clear evidence of a struggle having removed Gar and Connor. So the fact that Donna wasn't even like, oh, wasn't calling people, like we even she we saw that message that she sent to Jason. It. Like she didn't send to Jason's phone, oh my God, somebody kidnapped the guy that saved you from falling off the building and took two bullets in the chest. Can you help find him? That's not what she texted him. 
why didn't she call him? Like, what the fuck? I don't understand them. What is, what, what is this? And then, remember, they had to meet up by accident. Donna didn't go, oh, my God, let me call everybody because we have se- all of the kids are missing. Right. <laughs> and two of them are definitely kidnapped. Have they even checked in with Jason and Rose? How do you know they're not dead? She's like, oh, by the way, are you still alive and is Rose with you? Like, fuck you. First of all, he could very well have been with that stroke right now because he yeah. went with her freaking daughter, who none of you know. And remember, don't forget <laughs> that death And the who death is the mole, by the way? <laughs> and also, don't forget, remember initially, Death Joke was like, give me Rose he w- to trade Rose and Jason. That was the offer. So Death Joke has been after Rose. So even if Rose wasn't any kind of a double agent or betrayer, what the information they have is that Death Joke is after Rose. Is still after her. Exactly. Yeah. As far as they're aware, he's still after mm-hmm. her. So y'all literally have her off by herself, which is why I was understanding like Jason kind of going, because are y'all sure y'all want her to go off by herself? Like, okay, everybody's dispersing like there are no ongoing problems. (laughs) Like, I get it, y'all are mad, but can y'all be mad in the house that has a a security system? Because there's an assassin trying to kill kill at least some of y'all. Well, speaking of Jason, the next scene we have is... (laughs) Oh, my God. So let me just say, first of all, let me explain how this happened, okay? When I when I'm always at work when these episodes air, and I can't. They drop in the middle of a weekday. Yeah, they drop at nine a.m. on Friday. So I'm at work. I'm I have it on silent at my desk, and just reading the words as I work. And so I was reading it, and I saw the lyrics first. I think the song is somewhere from um, West Side Story. And I'm a musical yeah. person. I love musicals, so I immediately recognize that. So in my head, I'm like. They're singing to each other. I was like, I was like, there's no fucking way they're singing musical lyrics to each other. That's not happening. So like, I was so, I was cringing so hard. I'm like, there's no way this is happening on this show. And that is what I said to you. It was worse. When I said to you, you're like, oh no, they were like reciting Shakespeare. And I'm like, those were lyrics. And I looked it up. It really is the lyrics. For somewhere from the West Side Story. And they were um, talking these things to each other like they were having a conversation. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? But guess what? Um, Baby, I never watched the scene. I couldn't do it. <laughs> because I, like, I'm, like, I'm, I shit you not. Like, it gave me such <laughs> secondhand embarrassment that I just haven't been able to watch it with the sound <laughs> on or at all. Like, I just keep skipping it. I can't do it. <laughs> I was literally watching it. this with my mouth open, like, oh my god, make it stop. I cannot I do was it. like, because, okay, because they felt familiar to me, and it definitely felt like these were, like, some sort of, like, you know, cheesy, like, musical lyrics or something, but I didn't immediately recognize, like, where it was from, but it was so cringy. And then also, it was all out of character. And, like, the main reason I say it's out of character is, okay... You see, you know, Jason, you know, gets dropped off the building, whatever. And what's he doing? Um, you know, Dick's trying to talk to him. He's just like, whatever. I keep my feelings inside and punch the heavy bag. Like, mm-hmm. we've established he's not a very good communicator. He's not good with talking about his feelings. He's not somebody who opens up easily. He's very closed off. And she's a stranger he, um, who makes fun of people all the time. Because remember, we've established... Like, oh, is it Costume Friday? Mm. Like, Rose got jokes all the time. Like, she's prickly. She's not, like, one of those people who you meet them and, like, you're like, oh, I can tell them all of my secrets, like Dick Grayson. Like, she's not one of those people. 
So if the idea that this quickly and easily he would be willing to even want to admit something that he's embarrassed about, something he hold, mm. holds close to the chest, something he doesn't tell people about, something that's nerdy. Why would he even be attempting to do this at this point? Like, well, apparently, that doesn't make character. apparently if you sleep with someone, that counts as three, four episodes of relationship <laughs> development. Because they really, they really had like, like one he's scene. Like, drunk off her humps, I guess. They really that's had like one scene prior to this episode. And it was one scene where they literally, like, they Came didn't talk about anyway. what they were doing. And what they talked about was being friends with benefits, essentially. I mean, hey, if you're cool about it, maybe it could happen again sometime. Okay, maybe we could hook up sometime. Does not turn into, let's go on a honeymoon and be Instagram official and meet each other's parents and sing love song lyrics to each other and hold hands. Where did that come from? This is, this is again, those fucking flashback episodes. It just took away from present day because all of that damn time could have been going to the people currently living in the fucking tower, interacting with each other, so that when they leave, it feels heavier and it who they leave with makes more sense and yeah. so, much of, so many things, you know what I mean? Like, so maybe I could try and understand why he even gives a shit that they're leaving. Because they didn't talk <laughs> all season. No. He wasn't even talking to these people. He didn't talk to Rose after episode three. I mean, like, he stopped talking to Rachel. Like, he wasn't. They didn't let Dick talk to nobody. So it's just like. No. And they didn't talk to each and other then, either. Like, Rose and Jason did not interact at all until and episode Rose seven. And Rose even said in that scene with Jason when they, before they were listening to music that had nobody been to talk to her. Nobody apologized to killing her. Nobody explained what was going on. Nobody was like, hey, nobody ever planned to turn you in. No one's, she even said no one said anything to her. So. Donna, it's not even like Donna, maybe none of them they have these off-screen interactions. They should out say there's none. And even when mm -hmm. like Rachel asked to leave with Donna, everybody looked shocked, including Rachel and yeah. Donna. And then she had to sort of like awkwardly ask her. So it's not even like they imply that off-screen they've been interacting with each other. Right. They imply they haven't been. Right. Exactly. Right. They like it's in the text that they haven't been talking. So they've just been living here and in their separate corners this entire season. And this is like, yeah. I genuinely don't even care. And at this point, that means the house is basically just like a foxhole, right? Yeah. Like, you guys are just like so soldiers together, hold up in here to stay safe. So, like, why are you guys who, y'all been not talking to each other in your own rooms, staying safe from Deathstroke's wrath this whole time? Why are you leaving now? The only ones who have ever had, um, like, genuine proper interactions present day Corey and Rachel, Rachel and Gar. Is that it? Oh, well, Corey and Dick a little bit. Yeah. That's it. Oh, like, and of course, Gar and Connor, obviously. Yeah, Gar and Connor. But everyone else? Not really. Like, I thought Jason and Gar were going to be friends. Jason nipped that shit in the butt real quick. So it's just like... Yeah. It's just and like maybe they at some point, but no. And I also thought that we were gonna get Jason and Connor being friends, but he didn't even bother to wait for the guy who saved his life to like wake up. They didn't talk to each other at all. No, he left before Connor woke up. Yeah, like Connor got shot, went in a coma. He didn't even bother to wait for the guy who saved his life and took two bullets in the chest for saving his life to wake up. That was nothing. oh, so I guess you 
aren't that thankful. Nothing. Just nothing. So it's just like, I guess my point is that when you have all these people leaving, they just kind of look like assholes. And I never got the sense that they ever really cared about each other or Dick. So it's just like, no, right. Especially since, okay, you guys were gathered under, even if you guys are just gathered under common purpose, like to try to stay safe and deal with this guy, that's not solved, but you guys are still leaving because you're jerks. So now you guys are just leaving each other to get separately killed off, which is basically what, what, what Bruce said. Yo, that's what's about. And that was foreshadowing that's about to happen because Rose is pissed off Slade. So he's about to just be out here stabbing people. He's going to go find Jason first. and You're taking folks off. Womp womp to her and Jason. She looks yeah. real upset in that thumbnail. I'm telling somebody just got stabbed. <laughs> right. Because, like, the thing is, like, even if, okay, you guys are not staying together, like, because you care about each other in a family, you guys should still be together at this point in the story just to keep each other alive in a general sense. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, oh, they decide to disperse because they don't care about each other and the problem solved. They decide to disperse because they don't care about each other and they don't care so much that even though the problem's not solved, they'd rather die separately They're than so continue stupid. to try to help each other stay alive. They don't even know why it appears that Slate's done looking for him is because of Dick. And Dick oh. is because Dick put himself on this cross. That's literally why Slade hasn't stabbed you in the face. Yeah. Just by the way, because he, he went and isolated himself. And you wouldn't know that if you tried talking to him, but you don't. So, fuck you. Um, <laughs> next scene. <laughs> um, you know, this decides, fuck it, I'm just going to swing on you, Bruce, which is hilarious. <laughs> it was really, I really enjoyed that fight because, like, it kind of mirrored some of the fights we've had with dick and other people but like the other way around and it's kind of interesting seeing someone who's like who can really hang with him like really going for Mm -hmm. it and can i say this really vindicated this actor i mean i already was sold on the actor i've never been one of the people who felt like ian glenn was like a bad choice i didn't feel like he was too old i didn't feel like he looked weak he looked like everything he was supposed to be in my opinion and came across well but it was good to see him, like, get to get out here, do this action, and really match him fist with fist, and show, like, calm down. Just because I don't do the Botox doesn't mean I can't kick somebody's ass out here. Well, see, I think my thing, I wish his hair was black, but it's not. And to be honest, I don't care that much. I was just like, eh, whatever. Like, we have a blonde Bruce, we have a blonde Bruce. I'm over it. But my, my, right. my other thing is that I always expected them to hire an older actor because... They, because of Dick Grayson's age in this. Yeah. So this I isn't think a teen Dick, Robin story, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. like he's a father figure to teenagers in this show. Right. He's like tw- between twenty five and twenty seven and it yeah. appears he was adopted when he was like thirteen ish. Mm-hmm. Um so the age tracks. Like yeah, if you yeah. adopt someone when you're in your like mid twenties, fifteen so years later, yeah. It's fine, whatever. Like I expected him to be older, and he is. So yeah, um, he looks whatever. like the he looks about the age like he's supposed to be. So because like I'm pretty close in age, you know, to um, to you know Dick Grayson's character, and my parents are a little bit older than you know Bruce Wayne here. Yeah, that's where they should be. I don't care that much. My mom's sixty four, something like that. Um, here's what it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. I think it's weird that people have this expectation that, like, Bruce be 30-something here. Like, 
Dick Grayson's knocking on 30 here. He's knocking. Yeah. Bruce can't be 30. Like, Bruce can't be 30. In his late 30s, he's, he's got to be, at least in his 40s, 50s are appropriate. Even, and 50s are appropriate as well. Like, he's the age he ought to be. Yeah, he's He didn't him adopt somebody fresh out of college. Him and Slater pairs. And the actors' yeah. ages are similar, too. So, there you go. Yeah. And, um, and they look like peers. I don't... And I know that Ian Glenn hasn't taken any slow motion showers for you guys. Sorry, but... Um, I said ass don't want that. <laughs> I didn't need the slate to be I did not require that. But clearly on this show, uh, people have a difficult time assessing things unless characters have weird, unnecessary scenes like that. Yeah, like, I mean, I saw people, I mean, we'll talk about it more later if we have time, but I saw people saying that J. Rose um, has had better scenes than Decorian. and I'm like, you guys are like weighing public displays of affection way above actual romantic touchstones and I don't know if you're <laughs> just feeling touchstones in your real like, lives or I don't know what's going on there but sex scenes and whatnot never mean more rose, like they could feel that things are moving too quickly because like remember like there is a reason, and it, there is a reason, whether it's subconscious or conscious, that, like, Jason didn't choose to introduce her, like, to his dad yet. There's a reason that Rose is feeling kind of awkward about them being posted on Instagram. They know they're moving too fast, you know what I mean? Like, even in story, the characters know they're doing a lot, but, mm-hmm. I don't know, have had an attack of adolescent hormones and can't stop. Yeah. So, basically, <laughs> the point of this scene is that, um... Bruce tells him, Bruce is just trying to help him understand that Slate is, What's doing, going on? Slate is doing all of this to make himself feel better, basically. Yeah. He's trying to deal with his own guilt, and Joey's not dead. So, here's Nightwing. He has to yeah. stop being Robin. He's going to be faster and stronger, and Slate's going to regret a lot of shit now, so... And I, I can't wait because he's going to really hurt Slade's feelings. Um, and it's going to be a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, um, we find out that Rose is a mole, which still makes no sense because the orange no, soda. because there was literally nowhere for her to have found out these things because she didn't talk to these people. Right. There's no way to have found out of Hank's addiction. There's no way for her to have found out about, like, the soda because there's no way for Deathstroke. Well, Deathstroke could have found out about the addiction because... God, just follow Hank around. But there's no way he would have found out about the orange soda. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's no way that, and we know that Rose and Donna, like, didn't talk. And even if they did, Donna avoids talking about Garth. So there's no way she would have talked about it in that kind of detail for her to find that out anyway. It's just not adding up. And it's like, do I even feel like rehashing why this doesn't make sense? Or do I just let it go at this point? I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> like, it's just stupid. They didn't try to make it not. They made it too obvious that, you know, she was a jerk and who didn't like them. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. And like they kept mentioning that like she wasn't talking to people, she wasn't interacting with people, she wasn't attempting to ingratiate herself with the team or get anyone to trust her or open her up or anything. So it was one of those things where it's like, are you being terrible at your job on purpose? But you still did that? I don't know what's going on. And here's my whole thing about this. First of all, Jason... And also, nobody ever trusted her. Ever. No It never happened. No one. No one asked her if she's okay or anything. So it's real funny. Donna wants to... Oh, you at Rose? Are you okay? Whatever, Donna. Um, But anyway, so... (laughs) You care? Like, fuck you. So Jason leaves because Dick's a liar. So he leaves because Dick's lying about Joey, right? But he leaves with the girl who is also lying 
about Joey and everything about her dad, who literally assisted in him being kidnapped and thrown off a building. The yeah. way cosmic karma is coming from yes. this. <laughs> oh yeah and it's gonna be very Wait, funny when he I finds out that the thing that he abandoned his brother for after he risked his own life to save him is a girl that's, that's been dogging him the whole time a girl who tried to get him killed like legitimately yeah. she was and when he was missing she didn't give a single shit like she did no. not care <laughs> The um, amount of the shit she didn't give when he was missing was so intense that she got Gar to go off on her. Do you know yep. what it takes to make Gar go off? Gar was pissed. And then he came back and didn't give a fucking shit about Gar. Not a single damn. <laughs> where, where is your loyalty? What does it mean to you? Um, well, hopefully he'll find that in the afterlife. <laughs> on a spinoff. <sighs> that I don't, won't be watching. Whatever. Moving forward. What the fuck ever. Um, <laughs> like, I wish there are so many characters but get on spinoffs that I cannot watch. But that's busted dreams. Uh, mm-hmm. And the whole her being a... Gosh, I mean, we talked about how dumb the whole whole thing with her being a mole is. And then we also have the problem of her having gone and essentially broken whatever agreement was keeping them alive mm-hmm. with Slade because she was, what, there Without to telling them, them. but not... And, yeah, by not telling them. Because, okay, cool. You've decided you are team Titans. Now you are switching sides. You need to tell them. They didn't know there were swat sides to be switched. Like, you just put everyone's life in danger. Because <laughs> at least if she'd kept doing what she was doing, all Slate was doing was being annoying. He went, he ain't killing nobody. She really but... didn't need to call him and say shit. Like, there was no reason for that. She should just <laughs> shut the hell up. Like, yeah, unless you plan to go track him down and, like, and him. What are you doing? He was done. Like, mission accomplished. You got him broken up. We're going to ignore the logistics of that and say, fine, you did it. It's done. So why did you call him up and be like, hey, here's, just no. Here's my assumption of what she would be doing by staying with Jason, I guess, is she'd be able to tell whether they the Titan got, got together. together and report that information to Slade. But once you decide that Hey, actually, I'm on their side now because I fell in love with the worst person ever somehow. <laughs> uh, okay, judgment. And then at least she could have um, told everybody before she did just, that. Just so tell us. Just let, let a bitch know if you're actually going to be putting my name <laughs> yeah. in the red. You know what I mean? Like, I'd love to know yeah. that information. And, like, let's be real. They might have even said, yo, actually, don't do it, Rose. <laughs> just keep doing what you're doing because you're trying to kill somebody. I'm like, we can just pretend. Like, we're all in know, and he'll continue to leave us alone. I mean, we're all cowards anyway, so let's just continue right. that. We'll just that make emotion. sure to call each other from, like, pay-as-you-go phones <laughs> and just to try from, from, like, landlines. <laughs> we'll, we'll check up on each other from pay phones. Like, we could we could make it work. Like, and, uh, <laughs> like that was everybody. so unhelpful. She's going to get everybody clapped. Um, but her little boyfriend, Francis, is going to get his ass beat. And whose fault is that? Um, but here's my other thing, right? People are like, I guess, vindicated that, yes, Rose and, you know, Dick was wrong about her. But was he, though? Her injuries were no. very much real. Like, Gara gave her a full medical exam. Like, she, she was definitely injured for real for real. She was actually hurt. She actually passed out. She actually lost an eye. He did all of yeah. that for a, a, um, a ruse. 
that's fucking crazy. That's abuse. Like, there's no other way to look around. Yeah. That. And then also, we've what established with Joey that he's, and with Adeline, that he's emotionally, like, you know, abusive and manipulative. And uh, we've established with, with Rose now that he's also physically abusive. Mm-hmm. Like, having established all this, how mad are you at Rose? Because we've established he's willing to kill or permanently entrap his children for going against him. Oh, yeah. Like, we've established that. And he loved so, Joey. I don't think he loved Rose at all. So, no. I could see him just straight up trying to kill her for real. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not... Look, there's a lot of folks in this show making deals trying to say <laughs> uh, So, I would be... Uh, Pushing and stretching it to be like, oh dear, at Rose. Yeah. What are her options? I don't what think do she understands like? that. Um, <laughs> there's no one in her corner currently but Jason. No one else even knows where she is. So if, and I was, I like zoomed in on that that little thing real quick. That uh, what is it? I can't even remember what it's called now. The little icon for the next episode. And it looks like they're still in that gymnasium at that high school. And I'm like, it's like that ass shows up there. And it just like, comes for them before they even get out of the damn high I, school gym. I like, he got off the phone and on a plane. And, and they slept one night in a sleeping bag in there for old time snakes because they are they were being real sappy and they were jacked on morning. Um, or at least... Jason was wrecked illustratively where she could see it to make a point, just like how he was going to kill Dick in front of Joey to make a point to Joey. Yeah, exactly that. Um, To show her what happens to Titans and she wants to be like (laughs) one, right? This is a repeat of that same scenario. Yeah. Exactly. And (laughs) it's kind of funny how the show can have the same thing happen twice in a direct reflection and even a lot of viewers and certainly characters can fail to gather that there is a lesson forming in the clouds here. I I learned a lot this season. Um, <laughs> I learned that general audiences are stupid. So um, much so. They so, gather what's happening in the show by what the characters say. So if a character lies about what's on screen, even if they watch it with their own eyes, they're like, that's what happened. Just believe them. Like, characters can gaslight viewers, which is news to me. Ah, uh, I, uh, that's... Like, you guys are having, like, an abusive marriage to slay just like Adeline, because he <laughs> out here gaslighting you say. just like her. I don't know what to say here. Um, y'all are dumb. <laughs> and I... <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else. Like y'all are just pretty stupid. Like, what the hell? I mean, at least Adeline um, has this huge in there. You know, her baby daddy in her house in them real tight sweaters, giving her all that slick pimp game. It's just y'all so wild the other to side me. Of the reality. How is he tricking you like this? How can you, in one breath, be like, um, "Dick is the real villain"? Oh, but also look what I found out. Joey is trying to sign help me to Dick. I'm sorry. Okay, why? Joey's mad at him, right? Right? And his dad's great. And, you know, Dick is the villain. Why is he asking him for help? Please, God, please rub two brain cells together. They're saying the same thing in the same breath. He's the bad guy, but Joey's asking him for help. It's like and his dad's good. How does that make sense? 
Why is he, having that? Why is he sitting there in slave house, in slave body, having asked that grace for help? Why is everyone so stupid? Why is like <laughs> I just want to understand? Oh, and can I also say point things? out for the audience something I noticed earlier? The only reason that Dick would be able to understand sign language now, when he couldn't in the past, is because he learned it in remembrance of Joey. And Joey had so much faith that he would do that that he knew he could communicate with him via signing, and that Dick would get it, and that happened. That's yeah. the cutest thing I've ever seen. And I got really emotional I thought about it because then I imagined, oh, my God, I bet Dick promised before he died that he would learn sign language. And, oh, my God, he actually did it. Like, excuse me, someone's cutting onions. I started crying. It was embarrassing. And speaking of Dick and Joey's love for each other, Dick is broken out of prison. Um, <laughs> and he left a note that Jericho was alive. Where this man is going, my guess is to go get a fancy suit and then go beat someone's ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that, and I love that he is consistent. And I'm, I think it's funny that everybody talks about Joey's opinions on this. Like the last time Joey was able to give his opinion, he wasn't cussing Slade now on out. People just talk for the shit. <laughs> like, the <fandom> does <laughs> like do y'all not bother to read subtitles when he's talking because he talks with his hands? Like, is that literally it? Y'all don't know what he said because y'all don't bother to read subtitles when Joey's talking. We sat here and we all saw that the moment Slade started having control over his body is when Dick said, we both let him down and he deserved better than both of us. Obviously, that bothered Joey to hear that come out of his mouth and he started signing, help me. <laughs> that bothered Joey so, so much that he resurrected it. <laughs> like, right. Joey's like, I need to fight my way out of here because if I can't say anything else, that I need to let Dick know he's not wrong. And <laughs> like, here we had. Joey's so bothered in his spirit at Dick Grayson thinking this is his fault. Here we have freaking, you know, inner Bruce. Maybe they'll listen to it because, see, the audience hates Dick, right? They hate him. But they seem to kind of listen to Bruce. They liked him when he was, when he drags Dick. They love him, right? So here you have him saying, you need to help your friend. He's being held hostage. That stroke is hurting him. Do you guys get it yet? Like, I don't really know who else needs to say it. That his well, parents also, keep hurting him, but specifically his father. Also, aware that this version of Bruce Wayne is Dick Grayson. They're, They're like, oh, Dick Grayson is stupid. And then Dick Grayson's psych, psych brain be talking directly to people. And they're like, that was smart, whatever was just said. Right. Like, they don't understand yeah. that Dick Grayson is sitting in there. Talking to himself. Talking to himself. They're not very bright. Because they're like, aha, Bruce is dragging him. Like, all these things, all these truths that are being said to him is Dick saying them to himself. Are y'all yes. dumb? I think they are. Even Dick Grayson knows he's hallucinating. He's <laughs> I like, just, God, leave me alone. You're not in here. I'm in here by myself. The, Even Dick the knows way they talk about it, I guess. In there. I don't know what y'all have against people. How are y'all crazier than Dick Grayson? I, Dick Grayson I, is eating rats in prison and imagining his daddy on a stripper stage. And y'all have lessons for him right now. I don't know how to make it clear to these people. Maybe they got it now that Joey needs his help and is in trouble and his dad is hurting him. Maybe, yeah. maybe now they get it. And but, if Joey and you know, Adeline trusted him enough to ask. 
Oh yeah, Adeline was included because they were so they were so excited about this. They're like, yeah, Adeline didn't let him off the hook. Eddie didn't do. Turns out, Eddie was trying to talk in fucking coded language, and that's why she mm -hmm. sounded so weird. Like you said, yeah. her speech was weird. Um, and that's why she sent him in there to the man who's been trying to murder him. Mm -hmm. And why she didn't say anything about Joey being trapped? Because I was like, that's abusive, abusive of her and way out of character. Because in comics, Addie shot this dude in the face when he got yeah, her son. That's he lost his eyes. Right. So I'm just like, I don't like how they're doing her, and she's a problem too. But guess what? She was trying to ask for help. Yeah. So now, and like, even as soon as she let him in the house, my first thought was like, oh, I think she's on our side. So I was surprised, but then she was talking so weird, so I was confused. So like this tracks for me because okay now you know it makes it makes sense because you know she left this young man in the house she made some tea sat down okay you're not giving me all of this like I'm angry with you you're not giving me I'm scared of you or think you're a psycho or you're not giving me any of that what's going on and then even like the way she said it they yeah like she kind of low key like let it slip there's two people over there in that room um. So yeah, I thought that was I thought that was super interesting. And you have um, to wonder like what exactly is going on there. Like, is he threatening her? Is she doing it because it's the only way she can talk to Joey? And Joey asks her to get help. Like, what's what is the exact situation? I think we're gonna get more clarity on that because of like course, we saw yeah. that Bruce picked up, you know, on that, and that you know Addie is at least Team Joey, um, which by extension. Makes her team Dick Chris. <laughs> yeah, she may not understand that yet, but if you're yeah. team Joey, you're also team Dick because they apparently were like frolicking through flowers together and love each other <laughs> very much. Remember how jealous Dawn was? She was, she was, she was big mad. Like, <laughs> had Dawn all in her feelings. Um, this girl. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad to know that we've. First of all, confirm me right about a few things because I'm an Aries and I need to be right. So it's important to me as a person and character. Uh, and second of all, that we've kind of put all the pieces on the board, established what's going on, where everybody's at. We, have, you know, we have made it sort of very sort of clear, you know, what's going on and where we're going forward here. And also, we've, I think, um, earlier, like uh, me and Belle were talking. And at that diner in Elko, there was a real crossroads. We had people mm -hmm. that were team Dick go one direction and people who were not go the other. The people who agreed with the idea that they were family and they were going to support each other that in that way, go one way. And the folks who didn't feel that way about it, go another way. Right. So, you know, I definitely think with that established, we're going to see some differences in how people interact going forward because I think we really like solidified and sort of made a commitment there to like being a team and being a family or we decided we're not making that so we out here for ourselves exactly that's exactly like it was a crossroads and bruce made it very clear the last thing he said before he stood up what did he say if you guys are separate you probably aren't going to survive so it's you yeah. saying also i don't care who dies right now we're mm -hmm. going to continue to separate Exactly. There's technically no reason y'all couldn't want to get there and then all of y'all go 
fine guard. And honestly, if y'all are assuming it's Cadmus and y'all are planning on storming Cadmus, you need more no than two people. Nobody YouTube think you guys can do that without the rest of them. Right, you got just the two of y'all are gonna storm Cadmus. Like what? <laughs> can you I say do that, actually uh, need more I would than two eat people. so much popcorn watching the two of them storm Cadmus because we've seen Donna can't storm Doctor Light. <laughs> right, I you know. <laughs> he threw her at Dick. I was like, imagine being Dick in that moment. It's just like, if I was here alone, you know, I came in here, I kicked him in the face, I shut down the machine, I was halfway done with this mission. Here comes Donna. <laughs> and now a whole human being is being tossed at me. <laughs> Incredible. I, they made me sick. Oh my gosh. Like He could just do all that? the shit he was doing with them by himself in half the time. Yeah. Well, I feel like it was made very clear from, like, even how it was shot that, like, he was intentionally, like, for the sense of, you know, building team spirit and giving all the players a chance to get off the pitch, letting everyone do something. This is, like, but team building exercises Dick for him. Dick and Garth could have had it. Like, Dick and Garth could have taken him out themselves. Yeah. It's, like, team building yeah. for, for him. He's, like, I'm going to include everyone, la di da but... I mean, Kim Counselor Grayson doesn't let anybody stay in the bleachers the whole match because we're a team out here. We win together. You've never needed these people. Like, he really, you know he gets every speech from the Mighty Ducks and has them memorized. It makes all the sense in the world that he runs off and does stuff by himself because they... They're not helpful. Because when it's when it's too dangerous to do it together as a team activity, then he does it himself because they don't actually help. He's just, like, you know, making them feel useful by giving them stuff to do that they can handle. They get in the way. And then you compare that to him and Corey fighting that show. Very different, wasn't it? Like, yeah. when you have someone who's actually helping. He doesn't just have this idea that he doesn't need anyone. If he believes you're confident... He is totally down to like let other people get in it. Like he didn't say at not one time in that whole situation to go, No, Corey, get out of here. Never he didn't say it once. He he asked her why she was there out of surprise, but that was it. Then he was like, Okay, we fight we fighting and then they fought and yeah. that was it. Like, <laughs> that so was it's not it. even like, oh, Dick did, does things by himself because he just thinks he's better than everybody. Like if he has confidence in your abilities, then he's like, Yo, batter up. He'll pass the baton. Like he'll get in there with you. Like, just looking at this season, I'm trying to think of the team-ups, right? It's was them, like, present day, them versus mm-hmm. that show. Uh, Jason and Gar don't even count as a proper team-up, because that no. was half a trick. Yeah. Corey and Dick, which they did the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then Corey and Rachel, who did the damn, like... Look, oh, when you make conscious decisions, we're going to go... Gar, Connor, and Crypto were fucking it up in that yes, house. Yes, they, like, they were. They had to decide to stop. They they were they were fucking Cadmus up by themselves. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Like no. it was a conscious decision to turn themselves in yeah. and tranquilizers and nets had to be fired. But as far as like getting in there, like they're fucking it up. So to recap, <laughs> Dick and Corey got it, okay? Yeah. Corey and Rachel, Gar Connor and Crypto. Mm-hmm. So the new team. Yeah. Why is and, anyone else here? Uh, no one else look, can get shit done. When Rachel and uh, and Corey teamed up in that prison, it was just problem solution, problem straight through. solved. They were gonna break him right out, like it wasn't gonna be an issue at all. <laughs> no, like so, you know, we compare people we're seeing get together and be out here getting the job done. 
That's that's the other thing I I just love about like their found family thing. Rachel was like, "Are you gonna leave too?" And she's like, "Hell no, let's go." And it's like, "Okay, let's go." And that's just it. Like, that's just, it. let's go. It's like there's no. Oh man, do you think that Dick like you know deserves our help after? You know, we're not having that conversation. Right. You don't care. You help your family first, and then you can cuss them out later. Exactly. He can literally cuss out for doing something stupid. But you definitely saved their life first. Like, what? Yes. Me and my sister, Susan, we didn't get along when we were kids. But when that one chick who was grades above me was bullying me on the bus, did she allow that shit? Hell no. We didn't even like each other like that. Okay? You don't show up for your family. I don't care. Like, if this is your family, you show up. And they consciously said, by walking away, they are not his family. That's what this was. That whole speech. So, why do I care about them? I still, oh my gosh. And like, it's funny because for like a while I was like, oh yeah, Hawk and Dawn, basically about the same sort of thing, about the same sort of person. But as this thing sort of goes forward more, not accurate. Not accurate at all. They are not the same kind of person. I'm not saying Hank is a good person, but he is not a complete and total narcissist or a hypocrite in that same way that she is. Like, the the audacity of, on one hand, being willing to consistently go to him for help, but on the other hand, not even considering assisting if he ever needed help. Yeah. Who are you? Like, at least, at, at least we didn't have Hank be like, yo, me and Dom broke up, bruh. You got a couch. The way that would have pissed me off. <laughs> Let's not even like entertain it. How mad I would have been if he really called him and was like, "Hey, I'm on a bender. Can you help out?" Literally, go fuck yourself, Hank. <laughs> like, don't even think about it. it. Oh gosh, <laughs> I mean, we're lucky that Don didn't call up Alice's sister. <laughs> we're lucky. That made me sick. Like, how can you be such a such a user? And can I tell you that if whichever one of her neighbors, Don, stole that very fancy truck with that fancy GPS from, has a low jack in that thing and rolls up on her with a shotgun, please, thank you, put her back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She ain't gonna help with the fight, so. Well, they there's apparently some scene like pictures being taken inside a hospital, so somebody got fucked up. I don't know whether it's Jason, Hank, who, but. Oh well, maybe the way so I do not care. The way I don't care because I know it's not the new team, so I just don't give a shit. Like rest no. in pieces, whoever it is. <laughs> and you know that scene at the beginning of the episode where like they like were tricking him into thinking it was Rachel, then like playing the music and he attacked. That scene would have been so much more effective if they picked somebody who couldn't take him if he turned into a tiger. Mm. If they picked anyone who could not take him if they turned into a tiger, but they didn't. They picked someone who could. So. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things, like, even if the worst case scenario there ha- happened, I don't have to worry he could accidentally eat Rachel, because. She just has to fix his brain. I mean, I feel like fixing Gar is not going to be a big deal. It's more of the no. knowing that something's wrong with him, because I don't think he's going to know either. So it's just no. going to be like, la da piano music and he starts flipping on and was like what the fuck is happening exactly you know I mean? exactly so, like i think they should just pick somebody else for that scene just 
mainly because I'm watching it and I'm just like, okay. like it was well, obvious. To well, me I think I think, but here's the problem: he wasn't having any deep connections like that, and he didn't have any arguments with anyone else either. You know what I'm saying? So they were playing right, off. They were they were playing off his anger. Remember, she was like dig deeper when they found somewhere where he was pissed, and him and Rachel had the argument. But who else did he argue with? I mean, Rose, but who gives a shit? Jason. Did he argue with Jason? I don't think so. Did they get in an argument? I don't think they got in an argument. Besides when and he uh, loves Rachel. Gar whipped his ass. Yeah, he loved like Rachel is his best friend, so. The yeah. emotions there are deep, too. <laughs> I think it just didn't work for me just because, like, I didn't know that I wouldn't go down like that. So it was one of those of things course. where it was just, like, I'm not even, like, worried. Like, oh, no. I'm not worried, um, really, for <laughs> her. I'm worried for him that he might get yeah. hurt. Um, yeah. If, any, if anybody would get, get hurt in that confrontation, it would be him. And... And even, like, besides that whole thing... But I'm thing, also worried about I, his psyche of finding out... He's, he's going to feel hurt, right? Yeah, he's yeah. going to feel, like, emotionally hurt. And, like, I feel like he would feel guilty and terrible and be, like, really, really upset and be struggling with that. And we saw him struggling with dick or with, dick, with guilt earlier, and that was clearly, like, messing with him. Like, his, you know, guilt about going along with Jason's, like, dumb plan and him yeah. getting kidnapped. We know he has a hard time with guilt and feeling bad. He had a lot of guilt about that person in the asylum, yeah. like, and like killing them. So I feel like the bigger worry here is that it's going to make Gar feel guilty and upset about being like, you know, out of control or someone who can't be trusted or whatever. Right. But like, he ain't about to kill no Rachel. Um, I feel like that's just going to backfire on Cadmus actually. And he's going to end up, she's going to get through to him with her psychic powers and he's going to turn all that rage on them. And, Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to see some little animals out here, y'all. Because uh, it's going to be elephant stomping Katniss. Karma, <laughs> yeah. man. Just... Left, left <laughs> it's going to be an elephant in that lab like a bowl in a china shop. Yeah. And uh... I mean, I would love to see a, a, a one-man stamping anyway. That's such a dumb idea. He has a big role in these last two episodes, so something's going down. It's always just kind of funny to me when they make these, like, no good, very bad, terrible choices by, like, playing some of these games they play, because it's like, y'all don't get your feelings hurt like are, and y'all just don't realize. I also don't think it necessarily has to be Rachel. I think they were just seeing if it would work in that scenario, if playing that music when he's with a friend, if he would still do, still attack them. And their answer is yes, because she's his best friend, so it would work for anyone, though. So extra that they took that so far that like they really had that like research it killed for no reason. But like whatever, you're balanced. Yeah, it's fine. But, I mean, at least at least here when you have Mercy being a jerk, it's like, well, she's supposed to be. Yeah, she's a villain. Like so, so it's fine. Just... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Slate like, is supposed to like, piss me Oh off. my goodness! Like y'all are not ethical. That's established. Yeah. But I was kind of like, oh, y'all are extra. <laughs> Like, like they succeeded know. in making me hate Slade. I do hate that. Like congratulations, they did that. I hate they did that, so much. They did that All right. They did that perfectly. Um, I don't. I'm, not, I'm still trying to understand. Did they want me to hate the old team though? Because I do. <laughs> I really cannot stand these people. Like, I. What were they playing at? Here? 
And it's very weird because, okay, at the very least, with with Hank, I can see that we're supposed to see him as behaving badly. Do you know what I mean? Like, through, throughout this. Like, we're supposed to, like, you know, she's like, stop, Hank. Like, you know, when he's, like, you know, with bros or, like, when he punched Dick. We're supposed to feel like he's doing a lot. He's being an asshole. You saw, you know, Don, like, oh, slam the car door. Try to have an emotion that wasn't being irritated or horny. Strut hard. I think I saw something twitch. Like, we saw it. Like, so we're clearly supposed to feel like Hank is, like, being an asshole here. Cool. Got you. And he called um, himself out. That's my thing where it's, like, he's the one person. Who he expressed some self-awareness about, like, passing, you know, the with the blame. And, like, yeah. but then when we see, like, Donna and Don, it's not clear if we're supposed to see what they're doing and be like, wow, they're being assholes. You guys need a redemption arc. Or if we're supposed to think what they're doing is fine because annoying right. stuff is happening and they're annoyed. Right. But I will say on the flip side, we at least finally have people saying out loud, even if it's Dick Psyche, he's not the one who killed Jericho. Well, Jericho more than anything help. else, we needed Dick Psyche to say that because he's True. been punching himself over this. And remember, the last time he had a visit from Mr. Dick Psyche, it was like, you need to tell everybody you killed him. Yeah, tell the truth, blah, blah, blah. You have more yeah. blood on your hands than everyone else. So this is like as he's moving through this process, his own psyche is getting being nicer to him and more truthful. <laughs> yeah, so clearly he's healing himself there. And, yeah. I, and I think that he did actually get something out of that interaction with Adeline, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, so that was not an unsuccessful mission to help him pull himself together. Because remember, the first time we saw him say that it was Slade's fault was when Slade was trying to get him to apologize. Yeah. So I think that even though, you know, it didn't, he didn't directly get what he wanted out of this. I still think it was productive to go to Adeline's um, and to actually get to sort of say this out loud and get a, get a reaction. And I also think that, you know. Obviously, that's how he found out that Joe was in there, and, you know, Adeline, like, clearly trusted him enough to sort of get this to him in a coded kind of way, and to also be in a room with her very, like, injured husband with her son trapped in there. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a lot of trust for her to kind of put in his goodness, so clearly, like, you know, she had... Um, an idea of him as a person that makes some sort of sense because as soon as she let him in the house, um, it was a very I was curious like, decision, you know. Um, so I think yeah. they're definitely gonna we're gonna meet back up with that for sure. Like they're gonna mm-hmm. have scenes. And I think Avalon's gonna straight up thank him. Like I think they're gonna have that have that happen. Yeah, um, yep, which about- means that that's also going to kind of close the circle with that because he obviously wanted some sort of absolution with him mm-hmm. and she couldn't give that in that moment because of like the whole like you know like Slade adventure or whatever but I think do think he's actually going to get it yeah um me too and I think I'm still gonna say Corey and Rachel are gonna go find his body yep could be frozen for all we know oh yeah I mean this is comics guys so <laughs> Yeah, they don't. And then also magic, because remember, Gar was all the way dead, and then (laughs) Trogon put him alive. So, you know, I feel like it's 
it's comics. We got sci-fi. We got magic. We got a lot happening. Um, what's his name? Mr. Freeze had his wife frozen for ages up in that little thing. So (laughs) yeah, in comics, you can absolutely just have someone frozen for that long and revive them and whatever. (laughs) And they're good. Like, and then you know, also it's established that clearly the technology, like in this. Like, you know, people. is more advanced than what we have here because you saw what they were able to do, even with Slade, like, yeah. and how they were able to do these experiments and these powers and all this kind of stuff. Their medical technology is clearly not looking like ours does. Connor is an entire clone, so yeah, yeah, they can get He's his a body. Half alien clone, they can get his body. So, I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing you again, Chella Man. I know you're alive. Oh, yeah, I'm so looking forward <laughs> to it, and I'm it seems that we need characters to say things strict to camera for people to understand them because right. they can't like watch the show and figure out what's happening. So I hope that they'll be bothering to watch the subtitles when he shows us the plot and explains his feelings again. Yeah, Maybe they'll catch him. And I think we're also going to see Rose's backstory next episode, most likely, because mm-hmm. Jason shared his. We're going to see hers and... And we're going to find out that she came from a side thing. And then after whatever happened with Joey, he was like, I'm going to train this one. And this one will be my apprentice. And then he was like, I'm an abusive asshole. Yeah. Um, That's what I'm guessing it is. But So, yeah. (laughs) He decided to bother to go find her after losing Joey because, oh, well, at least I got got an heir and a spare. Let's go figure out what number two is up to. But that's literally how he treats her in the books, too. She's the spare. He's not his son, you know? Whatever. Yeah. Um, he sucks. <laughs> I don't know what else to say with that. Oh, gosh. And, I mean, I'm sure we're all going to care so much because, you know, we're just deeply invested in the father-daughter relationship between Rose and Slade, and we're deeply invested in the romantic relationship between Jason and Rose. So I expect to need tissues because I will cry and care. That's all real. <laughs> I will be nothing more than smugly amused when he gets his ass kicked. Like I'm gonna laugh through the whole thing. Like I'm gonna laugh so much. And it's funny because the moments on this show when I find myself laughing are half the time not even supposed to be comedy scenes. <laughs> when I tell you I was dying. Like I was alternating between being horrified and just dying of amusement in the Rose and Jason's Jason, the second one, the second scene with them I was, I was all the way horrified and I thought we were about to have to watch these kids do it but I was dying laughing in the second scene like oh my god, no they're not I'm a thespian I didn't do it, I didn't do it no I'm dead serious Like I read it that one time and I was like oh my god they're singing singing West Side Story. And I was just like, I will never watch this again. And even after you confirmed that they didn't sing, I was like, I still cannot do it. And I won't it do it. I will never do it. To be honest with you, I would have preferred if they'd sang it. Because that might have, because look, I'm easy to please, okay? I might have been like, oh, look, they're nerds together. But I thought they were dead serious saying things that are this override to each other's adult faces. I really did. I was like, whoa, yeah. who are you? To be you? fair, you kind of have to be, you need it? You kind of have to be a nerd, too. There's this guy standing at the window just staring at me for some reason. Um, you have to be a nerd, too, in order to even recognize those. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, we've established their birth, both 
theater nerds, which please give me no more evidence of this in this show. Yeah. So, <laughs> Not even because I don't like musicals and theater, but because, dear God, yeah, don't make so, me watch them enact anything else, ever. Okay, he walked away. That was really creepy. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so this guy is staring at me out the window. I think we should just wrap up. He's really creeping me out. That's fun. Men are great. Yeah, yeah. men are great. So we'll see you next week. Um, bye. Bye.